Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. Hey everyone, I wanted to welcome you to kind of a special episode today, although I think all of the episodes are special in one way or another. This episode is really focused on the profession of dentistry. And I'm talking dental assisting, dental hygienists, and dentists. We have a a workforce shortage going on. We have a lot of really amazing people out there that just need to find out how amazing dental is. And so we'd like to get the word out there. And it's going to take all of us in order to do that. So today, I'm lucky enough to spend some time with Dr. Shannon Farrell and Mrs. Kelly O'Brien. Dr. Farrell has been with NHTI for quite some time, and she has a really unique journey. She went to Briarwood College for dental assisting first, and then she went to the Phone School of Dental Hygiene, UB, to become a hygienist. She spent some time at Columbia University, and then she graduated as a dentist, DMD, from Tufts University. Her journey is remarkable. It really shows how taking the first step in education really is the key to moving along in a lifelong journey of learning. Kelly O'Brien has a wonderful story as well. She got her associate's degree in Rhode Island in 2004, and then she graduated from the University of Bridgeport in 2007 with her bachelor's degree. She then studied for her master's degree at Plymouth State College, and she worked in private practice for about 10 years and realized how much she truly loved both dental hygiene and dental assisting. She's now the program coordinator at NHTI for the dental assisting program. And then I will be part of the conversation as well. So you have a dentist, a dental assisting program coordinator, and then a full-time dental hygiene faculty all sitting at the table together, really just hashing out ideas on ways that we can improve the workforce, get the word out there on how strong the job market is and the growth opportunities that exist in dentistry for anyone out there who's looking for a career change or just some way to get started on a path to a great career. So listen in on the conversation. I think you'll really enjoy it. Share my reasons for us coming together. So my reason for us coming together is that number one, I love the field of dentistry and I can see in every committee that I'm on and every person that I talk to that we have a serious workforce shortage in dental. And we have all of these talented high school kids and maybe recent high school graduates who maybe don't know what to do with their life. And I'm here to tell them all that dentistry is what they need to do with their life. (laughs) And that's Uh where you two come in, because I really want you guys to share your story and your journey, because I'm going to assume that it's different than mine. And, you know, a lot of people might not recognize or realize that there's a a difference. You know, when you come into a dental office as a patient, you don't always know who's treating you and what their educational background is. 
you just know that you go in, you get services by somebody that's wearing scrubs and you leave. And so maybe today in our episode, we can talk about the differences between dental assistants and what their jobs are and dental hygienists and what their jobs are and what that means for somebody who might be interested in going into the field of dentistry. Kelly, I'd like to start with you because you are the program director of the dental assisting program at NHTI. And so you can talk about your journey and really help articulate what the job descriptions are for a dental assistant. All right. Well, my journey in the dental field actually started way back when I was in high school. I had a desire to go into dentistry and I had the opportunity to work in a dental office while I was a high school student. And I did some work in the business office as a receptionist. I also got to work in the sterilization area some and observe different roles within the dental office. And then I decided after that, as far as going to college, that I was going to go and study dental hygiene. So I did that. And then after I graduated from hygiene school, I worked in private practice as a hygienist for about 10 years. Uh, from that private practice, I transitioned into education. I taught part-time in the dental hygiene clinic at NHTI as an instructor. And then when a role or a position came open in the dental assisting program, I jumped on that because I remembered way back when I was in high school, how much fun it seemed like the assistant was having, how I loved working in the sterilization area and interacting more with the dentist um, than I did as a hygienist. And so I was really excited to kind of share all my knowledge with the assisting students. So now I run that program. So when you did dental assisting, you were working with the dentist versus when you were doing dental hygiene, you were in your own operatory? Exactly. So as a hygienist, you work very independently, one-on-one -on -one with the patient in your own operatory. When you're an assistant, you spend most of your day with patients and the dentist, helping the dentist with whatever they're doing. So you pass them the instruments and the materials they need, and you really make sure that the patient is comfortable and understands all the things that are happening during that dental procedure. Wow. So as a dental assistant, you have to know a lot about different dental materials and different dental procedures in order to help the office function really efficiently. Yeah, you definitely do. And then if you have additional training and qualifications as an assistant, you can also do some procedures independently, like take x-rays or polish teeth or place sealants um, without the dentist having to be in the room with you. Oh, yes. And you can actually make temporary crowns and bridges. I do know that because of the course that I teach as well. Yes, you love doing that. I do. I do. So essentially, as a dental assistant, you're really seeing all of the different surgical procedures that the doctor performs every single day when you're at work. Yes, and there's a lot of variety because they're doing fillings, they're also making crowns, doing extractions, emergency patient exams, just a lot of different things happening throughout the day. Yeah. Are there any... Uh, procedures where the dental hygienist and the dental assistant work together collaboratively? Well, I, I think um, in some Sometimes. practice, in some practices, they do accelerated hygiene. 
Yeah, assistant hygiene. Yeah. Yeah, so there are opportunities for the dental hygienist and the dental assistant to work together as well. So it sounds like the dental assistant just seems to make the entire office run pretty smooth. <laughs> they have to be all hands on deck in every area of the office. They really do. They um, have a very important role. And, you know, they're the person in that dental operatory who's in charge of the disinfection and sterilizing the instruments and keeping the patient safe as well. So that's really important. Yeah. My uh, recollection of my childhood experiences in the dental office and even some of my adult experiences in the dental office always centered around the really compassionate, caring, and very empathetic dental assistant that was right there in the room while the while your face was getting numb, checking to make sure that you were comfortable and wiping the uh, material off your cheek after the dentist left the room after they took an impression and, and really helping tidy up your hair when you're all finished. Like they really do all of the niceties that have like the love stuff that has to do with dentistry, all the detail things, you know, that are important to patient care. They really do. If you think about being a dental patient, and sometimes, a lot of times, the patients are a little bit apprehensive about what might be happening that day. And so the assistant is really the person that helps alleviate some of those fears and just take care of all those little details that make it a better experience for the patient. Yeah, so they have to have some really good skills, knowledge, and actually patient interaction experience uh, as well for their community. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, what would somebody need to do to get started uh, if they wanted to take that first step? Sure. Well, to get started in the dental assisting program, really all they have to do is apply. Just apply to admissions. There's an observation that has to be completed in a dental office, 20 hours of observation in addition to your actual application. And then after that, those applications come to me, we interview students, and if you meet the qualifications, then you get into the program. And it's a 10-month program, so it doesn't take that long to complete, which is great. Wow, that sounds fantastic. I like that there's observation hours because it gives you an opportunity to go out into the world and, and kind of see it because you don't see everything you need to see when you're the patient. You definitely don't. You don't see every perspective of the office when you're the patient. So it is really important to do those observation hours and just make sure that you're going into a field that really intrigues you. Well, Dr. Farrell, you've been just sitting on the sidelines listening to this conversation, and I'm I'm really excited to hear about your journey. I know you said you started off as a dental assistant, and so I think that kind of just opens the doorway of maybe somebody who doesn't really know what they want to do to see the potential, the growth potential of usually the first step is the hardest step for someone to take on an educational journey. And if you can just put one foot in front of the other, there's a lot of growth opportunity for someone who becomes a dental assistant and then gets into the dental office and just learns and grows. And then look at you become a dentist at the end of the story, right? So if you could share your story with our listeners. Sure. So I got into um, dental assisting and it wasn't very glamorous. I, 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 I looked at a program. I had gone to um, college, a university, and I just didn't feel like I fit in. And so I dropped out and I said, okay, well, what can I do? And I looked into, and I found a dental assisting program, not knowing anything really, or any interest about 
dentistry. Um, and I enrolled in the dental assisting program, which was a nine month program. And I really just, it clicked. And it was finally something that I felt like, oh, I really, really love this. Um, so I loved the dental assisting program. I, I worked for a year or two in dental assisting and I just kept wanting more education. You know, I love dental assisting, but I said, oh, maybe I can do a little more. And I always have this dream of morphing two, two different positions together. I said, okay, if I'm a dental assistant and I become a dental hygienist, then maybe I can morph a position to do both. And so I applied to dental hygiene school and, and went to dental hygiene school. And then I graduated from dental hygiene school and worked for a few years. And I really, you know, I, I really, I liked dental hygiene. Um, I missed dental assisting. So again, I said, oh, let me see what I can do with this. And so I applied to dental school. And so I became a dentist and kind of have the best of all the worlds, you know, all the dental world, because I can do a little, I can work with my assistants. I can work with the hygienist and kind of do the clinical work of everybody. So that's how, that's how I got here. Yeah, that's well, and that shows up in all that you do for the students at NHTI, because when a student approaches you, you don't see dental assistant or dental hygienist, you see student and you right. can give them the hands on opportunities and you, you might be directing, and a perspective and yeah. a perspective, right? And it really helps kind of morph those two positions to be more collaborative together. Uh, right. One of the things you said uh, was not fitting in uh, at university, and so you decided to to leave there. I think a lot of people, they start off on one journey, and then they might stop, and it's really hard for them to get started in another direction. And that was something that, that I did as well. And I have to say, the department head at NHTI was the person that I really can attribute my success in dental hygiene uh, to her because I was, I had a lot of fear going into the dental hygiene program and she just kept pushing me forward and pushing me forward. And sometimes when you're not certain about something, it can be really easy to be afraid to take that first step. And I also like what you said about morphing. I think you don't know how to morph something until you take that first step. And so for a lot of people just getting started with Kelly O'Brien in the dental assisting program is a great first step and you just never know where that's going to lead. You could be a future dentist like Dr. Farrell uh, at the end of this story, which I think is the story's never over. It's always just right. a new beginning, right, Dr. Farrell? Because yeah. you're still yeah. morphing, right? <laughs> I am morphing. So here I am, you know, back in the academic world and learning more about that. So it, it's it, it, this is an amazing place that I'm in right now. Dr. Farrell, what would you say to your 18-year-old self or 20-year-old self going into this field? You can do it. I didn't, honestly, I didn't think I could do it, you know, and I, if you have any reservations, you just have to take baby steps, you know, and it'll come. And, and no, I don't know that anyone has the full confidence that you know, you can, you can go all the way to being a dentist, but you know, if I, if I could do it, I think anybody with, it's just hard work and, you know, you just have to put in the work and the time, but you know, it's okay to be afraid and it's okay to, to be nervous about the commitment, but just take it one day at a time and you can do it. Oh, that's, that's really, that's really solid advice.
that's really solid advice. I think for sure, you know, the, my dental, dental assisting experience definitely helped me the first day that I was seeing patients as a hygienist. It's just, you know, talking to the patient, it's not even the clinical skills. It's just the, you know, the, to be relaxed, talking to a patient. And then certainly it, it transpired back into dental school too. So that took the ease off of that part of it. Yeah, that's a really good point. How about you, Kelly? When you have students come into the program, um, you're, you know, you've got all different types of learners and all different types of skill sets that you're working with. Is that something that you specifically focus on? Yeah, that is something that we really focus on. We have great resources and support at NHTI, um, starting, you know, within the dental department with your professors and myself as the dental assisting program coordinator, I'd be your advisor. So we really try to support our students as much as we can. And of course, there are lecture courses, material that you have to learn, but there's also a clinical and lab portion of the courses where you really take that information and it comes to life. And I think that helps those different types of learners, those that really need to see it or do it to understand. I think that the lab and the clinic is really what brings it all together for them. That's a really good point. And I, I'll just share that most of the students that we work with are very multimodal. You know, they are they want to hear it. They want to touch it. They want to see it. They want to feel it. And that, I think our program speaks to those types of students. You, you know, you might want to hear it in lecture, but then you want to do it in lab. You want to implement it in clinic. And that's that whole theory to practice. And I actually think that's pretty much, you know, what Dr. Farrell was speaking of when she said she's built on those skills from dental assisting and using those skills when she became a dentist. Some of those things, once you implement it, in the clinical setting, it becomes just part of who you are and part of what you're doing versus hearing it in just a lecture format. Sure. That's a really good point. One of the things I like that NHTI does is that they create badges for students to help them um, see their own progress on their learning journey. And one of the things I like about badges, I don't know if you've ever had somebody say, well, what do you do and what are you good at? One of the things I like about badges is that it actually helps you remember what to answer when somebody asks you that question because it helps you articulate some of the skills that you've acquired. And I don't think our students really recognize how many skills they acquire on their learning journey at NHTI to pursue dental assisting or dental hygiene. And so I just wanted to point out one of the things that NHTI does really well is they have these badges that help students recognize their strengths by the end of their journey. Well, I just wanted to add, you know, for people that maybe have other commitments during the day, family work life commitments. We also do offer the program in a part-time format, which allows you to go at a slower pace if that's something that you need to do. Yeah. And I just want to share that there's several students in the dental hygiene program, which is where I teach. There are so many students, and I hear this year after year, that come into the dental hygiene program that went through the dental assisting program at NHTI and, and really share with me that they've they built up a lot of confidence. They learned about themselves. They figured out good study habits, good people skills. They developed the confidence chair side with their patients and really started to learn how to navigate the dental office. And it gave them the confidence that both Kelly and Dr. Farrell are talking about to then take that next step to becoming a dental hygienist. And 
I can say with lots of confidence that we have a lot of students come into the hygiene program who went through the NHTI dental assisting program who really developed good study habits and good and a lot of mostly confidence in themselves, belief in themselves. And they dropped the doubt, they dropped the fear, and they were able to take that next step. So I think there's a lot of value in that. Well, and I also think we should talk about the job security, right? I mean, certainly, um, and I think, and the the camaraderie with graduates, I do think that there's a, you know, a lot of students, they stick together. So, you know, the dental world is a small world. And so, you know, you run into your classmates and, and there certainly is a, a good feel about that. Yeah, it's a small community. Yep. The elders, I guess I'll call myself the elder, <laughs> the elders impact and influence the next ones coming into this profession. And it is a small network. And so you can go to these continuing ed courses and you'll just see these people that are out there doing their thing. And, you know, you might specialize in pediatrics or ortho or surgical, and, and there's so many different specialties in dentistry but those people that you graduate with those people that you network with when you become a student those are your people and you can share ideas with one another and grow together although individual over the course of your career I think that's really important to point out it is a you don't realize how small dental is and yeah to speak to Dr. Farrell's uh, question about job security Kelly can you let us know what the job market looks like for dental assistants out there Sure Billy the job market is hot we get calls at NHTI looking for dental assistants all the time our graduates you know we don't do job placement per se but almost all of my graduates have a job lined up before they even finish the program so there's no concern with that our graduates are definitely working. That is fantastic. And what I will say about the dental hygiene uh, program is most of our graduates have jobs way before they get their licenses. And I can tell by how much my phone rings and how many emails I get that there are lots of dental offices that have workforce shortage issues right now with dental hygienists as well. There's no shortage of jobs and the job market is really, really strong really strong and has been since I, I don't think I've ever had a day that I couldn't work in the field unless I just didn't want to. Right. It's just yeah, the same for me. I've never had trouble. If I wanted to work, I could work. Yeah. It's just one of those uh, professions. People, there's a lot of sick people out there. There's a lot of people that need us. They need experienced clinicians. They need people that are passionate about helping others uh, what do you think would be the top five qualities of a good dental professional, whether it be a dental assistant or a dental hygienist? What do you think their top five qualities would have to be? Um, I, I usually hire people based, I mean, obviously they have to have their clinical, you know, education, but I like personality. You know, I'm about smiles and warmth and warm and fuzzy just for my practice. <laughs> um, I think interact, I mean, inter, you know, the dental assistant and the dental hygienist is the reflection of me. And so I tend to pick people that have my type of personality. Um, and I think that that's important in dentistry. It's, it's a really difficult profession to be in and patients are scared and patients are nervous. So I, I kind of 
focus on people that I think can calm people down and are friendly. Um, so that's big for me. Yeah, I think a positive mental attitude goes a long way uh, because, you know, you graduate entry level. And so right. if you're graduating entry level and you have a positive mindset and a pleasing personality and someone who's just a can-do attitude, the rest right. the dentist can work with, right? Right. And I think you have to, you know, you have to look at their experience, people's experience of working with people. You know, even though hi dental hygiene, you work on your own, it's not really you're on your own. You have to be a team. And so, you know, you have to look at their experience of, of how, how do they get along with people? Are they used to working with other people? And I think that's important. That's really good because patients can feel the energy of an office when they come in the door. Mm -hmm. And it's really all about the cohesive team and how they make patients feel. Because I haven't met anyone that says, I love going to the dentist. Right. But I have heard people say, I love my dental assistant. Oh my gosh, right. I love my dental hygienist or I love my dentist. And that goes a long way at speaking to the clinical excellence and the personalities. You know, they're putting the patients at the center of all that they do. It really is the dental assistant and the dental hygienist, because as a dentist, you don't have, you know, as much as you want to spend a lot of time, you don't have all that time because you're trying to run the, you know, the practice. And so it's the dental assistant and the hygienists who are doing most of the most of the work to do, to make people feel comfortable. Yeah, that makes sense then that you would seek out individuals who kind of are a mark on your personality and what's important to you. Kelly, did you have anything to add? I think it's really important that a dental assistant or hygienist is just somebody who's really committed to the field and really committed to learning, lifelong learning, because things are always changing, new technologies. And so someone who's going to grow with that and just make their career a priority in their life. I love that, Kelly. And that really speaks volumes to what keeps people from burning out. And actually, I think Dr. Farrell said this as well. It's all about continuing to grow, continuing to learn and evolve as a person, right? So you're taking that first step, you're becoming an experienced clinician over time. But the more that you learn and grow and stay committed to, the better your patients are going to have as far as their experience and their outcomes. And it's actually you who's growing and you who's investing in yourself. And so you'll have a better outcome for yourself because I read all these articles about burnout. And the only thing I can attribute burnout to is somebody who's not investing in their themselves for their future. But there also is options. So, you know, let, let's go full circle where, you know, clinical dental hygiene and clinical dental assisting, but, you know, so there are options, right? And like, I, I'm a pr prime example. I've done, I'm in clinical dentistry, but I'm also in the teaching portion. So there's options to, to expand your career as well. Um, there's a lot of public health options. There's teaching options. So it's not just, you know, clinical dental hygiene or clinical dental assisting, there are other options as well. Definitely. You could also work for a dental insurance company. You could work in dental sales. You could go on to become an EFTA, an expanded functions dental auxiliary, which is another program we offer at NHTI. 
Yeah, that's a great point. It's really, um, you know, for a lot of people that just don't, I knew what I wanted to do with my life when I was a little kid, but I have discovered that a lot of people don't. When they say, what do they want to do? They don't have an answer. So to me, if you have any interest in helping people and teeth are important, they tell a story. They tell a lot about a person's history and you can help them impact the health of their future by investing in their smile. And so when you think about somebody's smile, if that's something that interests you and you don't know what to do with your life, dentistry is a great option because there are different ways that you can go once you've built up that experience. So if you're a high school student who's listening to this and you're thinking maybe dentistry might be for you, but you're not quite sure, we do offer an e-start course. It's dental assisting science, which is oral anatomy and head and neck anatomy. So you can start to learn a little bit more about dentistry and it's available to high school students at a very reasonable cost. And if you complete the course, you have three college credits. And if you come into our dental assisting program, the first one of your courses is already done. So it's a great um, opportunity to see if that's where you want to go with your career and your education. Kelly, that is fantastic. What an opportunity for a high school student who maybe isn't sure what they want to do. They can just take one, they can tip their toe in the water of dentistry, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. One course, it's an online course, runs for 15 or 16 weeks. It's a really great opportunity. And that's something that they can take while balancing all of the other aspects of their demanding life. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there's weekly deadlines, but the work can be done on their own schedule, which is great because I know every high school student is very busy doing other things. So whenever it fits in, they can do their coursework. What a great opportunity. What a great opportunity for someone who's just not quite sure what to do. I would invite you to ask any questions at all that you need answered. Sometimes questions come up when you're listening to this podcast. If you have a question, most likely someone else has the very same question. I'd be happy to answer it and would probably share it in a future podcast.